We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Getting ready for the final shot of the third quarter. It's Kemba. Fire it You're listening to BuzzBeat Radio, your premier Charlotte Hornets show. Now broadcasting with your host, Richie and Spencer. All right, here we are for an emergency BuzzBeat Radio um show i don't know if i'm gonna call it a show i don't know how long we're gonna be on here but uh dwight howard is headed to charlotte along with the 31st pick uh in thursday's draft the hornets will send (laughs) try to wrap your minds around this if you can uh miles plumley's uh poop contract that still has three years remaining on it marco bellinelli's expiring deal worth just over six million and the 41st overall pick on thursday so with that said, uh, I, Brian, you said it before we jumped on here, you're a little scattered. I'm a little scattered. Uh, my gut reaction is it makes, uh, I mean, it makes a ton of sense for Charlotte. I think this is definitely a win for the Hornets. You're taking on about four, just over $4 million more in, in, uh, of the total deal in Dwight's, uh, you know, in Dwight's remaining two years, but you get off Miles Plumley's contract. Um, you know, you use Marco's expiring as, as bait. What I can't understand here is how Cho was able to get the 31st overall pick, which what's, what's hidden about this pick. If, and most probably know this, but it's the first pick in the second round, which means it's non-guaranteed. So the Hornets actually taking on salary in this deal, get closer to the tax, which they already were. But with that 31st pick, you can find a guy who can probably play right away. But if you aren't able to make another deal before the deadline going into next season, you can waive that contract and probably have a good chance to get under the tax if you're not there to start the season. So it's really it probably does save Rich Cho's job, regardless of how this next season goes. I would say that he's kind of proved, you know, he's brought the he's brought the food home. He's brought the harvest home here with this deal. Um 
Richie, Golly. what do you got? Dude, give me something. I, I'm scattered right no, now. No, no, we're all scattered. When we saw when I first saw the tweet, it said Charlotte Bobcats, and I was confused. I had to check the date uh, because I didn't know if this was a tweet that was sent out way back when we were the Charlotte Bobcats and it didn't go through. Then I saw the date. It was today's date, and I was shocked, completely shocked. And and then we saw the deal come through and I had to read it five times to see what, you know, why, why would Atlanta do this? And we are moving up in the second round. We're getting off miles contract. You know, Brian and I were kind of talking about this prior. I mean, we, we're, we're going to miss Bellinelli to an extent. I know that his, um, his shooting took a dip towards the end of the year, but I, I think that we knew, do need to replace some outside shooting with him. But to be honest with you, I'm, I'm extremely happy about this. Uh, and it's, it's also funny because, you know, the, the Hornets and the Hawks were having this, like, I guess, social media trade earlier in the day, which I thought was kind of funny, where they were talking about these uh, make-believe <laughs> trades, and it actually came true. Now, now we're actually in an actual trade with, with Dwight Howard coming to Charlotte. Yeah, that's amazing. That I thought that was a kind of like an uh, an Illuminati, like uh, like the triangle offense may be dead, but the Illuminati of the NBA offseason uh, alive and well. Um, <laughs> my thing for Charlotte is, you know, they, they somehow get rid of this Plumlee contract. Isn't it kind of amazing that in the same day the Lakers get rid of the Timofey Mozgov deal? I know they're getting kind of crushed for this trade right now too, but like in the same day that they get rid of the Mozgov deal, the Hornets get out from the Plumlee contract. And uh, now to pick up Dwight, it's huge. Um, I, you know, obviously he and Cody can't play together at all. Let's just forget those notions. But basically, you get to say for 48 minutes a game, we get to have two. And these are two guys, again, that have, have had some injury issues in recent years too. But we're going to get to have a rim runner, uh, the guy, a guy that can run pick and roll with Kemba, which we know is the backbone of the Hornets offense. And they're going to have one of those guys on the floor at all times. This improves Charlotte's rebounding. Um, you know, the Hornets weren't were necessarily a, a bad rebounding team no. uh, last yeah. year, but uh, but no, this this helps a lot. They were 27th in offensive rebounding rate. Uh, Dwight will help a little bit with that, and then some other things too. Just to throw some quick numbers at you here, real quickly. Uh, Dwight Howard in as a rim runner this past season, uh, not a lot of possessions, a little only only over 1.3 possessions per game as a rim runner, but. Damn near 1.2 points per possession and 66% shooting on rim runs. Again, not a ton of possessions this year, but uh, that is a thing. And then he finally gives Charlotte a rim protector, which is something that they didn't have on this current roster. Really hadn't had since they traded uh, the, the, the spine of Roy Hibbert away. And Dwight Howard team shot less than 49% against him at the rim this past season, which is also pretty freaking good. So I, I just think this helps the Hornets. And, and on top of that, too, I'll throw this out there as well. You know, Dwight, I believe he has a little over 47 left over the next two seasons. And I know expiring contracts aren't quite what they what they used to be. But there's no real long-term cost here with the Hornets. Uh, Bellinelli was expiring. That Plumlee deal was an albatross. And again, I know expiring deals aren't quite as important as they once were. But the cap is going to kind of stag, is going to kind of hang steady here for a little bit. Maybe some moderate increases in the next couple of years. And if you need to move Dwight, well, you have almost a $24 million expiring contract next summer, like the, or, you know, which gives you another, another, uh, another trade piece. So now I think this is a, uh, I think this is a great move for the Hornets. That's a good, Brian. That's a good point about Dwight's contract. It might have some life kind of at the end of it. Um, you know, if, if, if he's able to play, you know, decent basketball here in the next two seasons, guys, here's what I take away from this the most. Getting rid, yes, do you take on more overall sal- uh, salary in this deal? You do, 
if you're the Hornets. But in the year, let's see here, in the year of 1920, so in the summer of night of 2019, when Kimba uh, becomes an unrestricted free agent, you had $80 million in money tied up and guaranteed. Now that drops to 60, about 68 and a half yeah. with getting Plumley off. Now you have plenty of room to re-sign Kimba to the max, which I'm kind of assuming that's more about the logistics of this trade are kind of hidden in the in, in how the Hornets were starting to look at their long-term cap here and see, okay, how are we going to re-sign Kimba? Because they weren't going to be able to fit Kimba in with that Plumley contract at the max to Brian's point, if the cap kind of stays where it is right now, they couldn't fit a max contract in there. So they were going to have to make a move somewhere to re-sign Kimba in the summer of 19. This move takes care of that. Of course, there's a lot to happen between now and then. And then also that summer, Michael K. Gilchrist has a player option at 13 million. I, I mean, I would say as of today, he would probably pick that up, but in two seasons now, if he stays healthy for two seasons, he might opt out of that. So the Hornets could have all kinds of room um, come summer of 19, all of a sudden, um, you know, just with the fact that you get Plumlee's deal uh, off the books. And look, 12 and a half doesn't sound like a lot of money, but again, what it is here is it's the difference but be, uh, between being able to re-sign Kimball Walker to the max and not. And, and some people might say, well, I don't want to sign Kimball Walker to the max anyways. Well, that's not the point. The point is the Hornets have, have given themselves flexibility um, to keep the best player that this franchise has seen in a very long time. And I think I think that's an important thing to note here. Um, so now where we are, I think, from a cap perspective, is Charlotte has two years here uh, or two seasons to, to chase what they have with this roster. Um, and now it looks less like the Hornets are locked up uh, with this roster for you know the next three or four seasons. I mean, literally, we, we look at the summer of 19, and they can start over if they want to. Um, and that, to me, is very refreshing. Uh, and, and, you know, it, it says that Cho's given this team right now the best opportunity to win uh, while getting off one of the worst contracts in the entire league. Um, and at the same time, he's kind of increased the team's flexibility here in a few seasons. So I think this is an absolute win for Charlotte. I don't know, you know how much better Dwight Howard will really make this team next season and the season after uh, from a wins and losses perspective. But he's played for Clifford in the past. Yep. Clifford felt comfortable he could bring him in. Uh, and coach this guy up and get him to play with Kimba. Um, and, and look, I, I think it's an, an absolute home run. Uh, it's a it's a home run for the Hornets for for what we could possibly expect Cho to pull off here. I, I think he's he's maxed out the potential in that area. Oh yeah, and I, I think he totally redeemed himself with trading away Miles Plumley. And we we questioned that deal uh, when it did happen because we were a little skeptical of the fact that why would Cho make this deal? It didn't seem like a Cho mm-hmm. move. I, I get that they were trying to push for the playoffs but at that point I think our hopes were even slim at that point but yeah he totally redeemed himself in trading away Plumlee and I think the you know Clifford's familiarity with Dwight Howard makes me feel a little bit more comfortable with this trade and again you know we don't know how much he's gonna have an effect on the team but he's definitely gonna have a bigger effect than Plumlee and that's what I like about this trade you know we got we get a better player we move up in the draft we do lose Bellinelli but I don't think that's that as big of a loss as it is and here's the question now. Does, does Cody move to the bench? Because he does, he cannot play four. He's shown no ability to stretch the floor. I think Cody now probably goes to the bench, if I, if I had to bet. So that's interesting. Let's talk about that for a minute because that when, when we're talking about on-court 
um, you know, problems or, or changes here? I mean, that's certainly the biggest question, Brian, I definitely want to get your thoughts here, but here's the question I would present. Does this mean there's another deal coming? Um, I, my gut would say no. I mean, I think you can make it work with these two guys, but at the same time, um, you know, Cody Zeller probably has pretty good value out there and you could, you could probably land something else, something else that helps you. If not right away, certainly gives you a good solid future asset. Brown, where do you stand there? I mean, does Cody just come off the bench now or, or do you think there's another move coming? Yeah, it's so I, I, my, one of my first thoughts was there could be another move coming, uh, just because, you know, you have these two guys that I think we all agree are starter level players and combined, they're going to make a, a good chunk of chain, you know, uh, probably in the mid 30 millions, uh, next, I'm not, I don't have the salaries right in front of me, but I would guess between 35 and 40, you know, 38 million, someone that's a lot of money to have tied up in the, uh, in the center spot. So no, I would think I would think Cody's going to come off the bench, you know, and I get the feeling that they're that Cody contract is pretty darn good, and his extension is just kicking in this year. Like 2017, 18 will be the first season of his of his new rookie contract extension. So no, I, I think they're going to sit pat here, but it would certainly would not surprise me. One of my thoughts is it gives them some insurance too. Uh, Cody's missed rough math about. 17 games, average of 17 games each of the last three seasons. I think it's about 50, 49 or 50 total games uh, from 2014 to 2017. So this is the this is a way that where you don't have to burn Cody out. You can maybe give him some nights off. Same with Dwight, who actually played 74 games last year, which is um, probably more than I would have guessed him guessed for him, and probably I would also say more than people probably would have. Uh, expected out of him uh, to start to before the season started. So no, I, w- I would say, I think they're probably going to sit pat, but at this point now, I mean, anything could happen and, and having two centers like this, it certainly would not surprise me if another deal were on the horizon, but without having any sort of clue of who that could be or, or, or what they would be looking for, um, you know, it's tough for me to go ahead and say, no, nah, I think they're going to do a, the, I think they're going to do a second, a, a second trade here. I think this is a, uh, I think they'll probably sit pat here, but um, uh, who knows, man, who, who knows at this point? Yeah, I, I would, I would agree. I mean, you know, I, Dwight certainly has not shown the ability to play serious minutes any longer. So, hmm. you know, I think you're only on him for two years. I mean, I think this is a kind of a front board, a front court by committee and you kind of play the hot hand. I mean, that, yeah. that's what it is. And look at the end of the day, let's not get, let's try not to focus on the, on the wrong things with this trade. I think the D- Dwight Howard coming to Charlotte is probably the less important aspect of it. There, there are certainly some good aspects of it, but it's bad contract for bad contract. I mean, that's where it starts. Yeah. Okay. You get to take Plumley. We take Howard. We're taking way more on the front end, but you get an extra, you get an extra year. That's where this thing started. Now, how, you know, okay, we'll give us Bellinelli. That's expiring. That that helps the the cap hit for us a little bit. Okay, sounds good. No problem. Okay, but how Cho landed the thirty first pick? I, I still, <laughs> I still can't, I still can't wrap my mind around. Now, one more thing I want to say about the on court impact. All of a sudden, guys, Steve Clifford has his rim protector, and and I think this in stretches for the Hornets can fix a lot of these defensive issues that. You know that Richie, you know, you've done a good job of pointing out, you know, the overhelping. I mean, all of a sudden, if Dwight Howard, we can get a healthy Dwight Howard who can play, you know, 65, 70 games and give us 20 to 25 minutes a night, something in that area. All of a sudden, you can go let your Jeremy Lambs, you know, and and guys on the wing and Michael K. Gilchrist is. You can let these guys be more aggressive, getting passing lanes, pressure the ball, um, play with more switches. 
I mean, this really unlocks some things for a really phenomenal defensive coach and on the court wise might be what I'm most excited about. Yeah. Let's not forget too. the Hawks were a top five defense this season and and Dwight played 30 minutes a night for him. Uh, Look, he's certainly not the Dwight Howard uh, of 2011 where you maybe could have made a case that he was the best player in the league that season, but he still is, is big and he's still athletic enough to, to, to be a, to be a difference maker at the rim. And and I go back over two blocks per 100 possessions, uh, a block rate over three and a half percent, which is pretty good. And and I said this earlier too, but opponents are shooting under 49% uh, at the rim against him this past season. So there's still uh, to dig into my bag of cliches here, still gas in the tank when it comes to, to Dwight Howard. And, uh, and, and I think that will help because it's been since probably what, you know, Bismack was here that the Hornets had uh, had a guy that could, could really protect the rim. So I, I think this is a, a good move for uh, Cho and, and MJ and the Hornets. Yeah, not only does it help us protect the rim, but in turn, it's going to help us in the perimeter as well because we're not going to be we're not going to help off so much and it's going to help our three point shooting defense as well. We saw that that was, you know, the worst in the league last year. So, you know, on the perimeter, we feel more comfortable not helping off if we have someone on the back end like Dwight Howard. So it's going to help mm-hmm. not only the, the, the protection at the rim, but also the protection on the perimeter as well. Yep, exactly. And, and again, too, it gives Kemba at all times, Kemba will have someone that he can go north south with on the pick and roll. And that was not the case last year when Cody would sit and they'd have to play Kaminsky or, or Hawes or Hibbert at the five. And you just, you either had guys that were trying to pop or a guy like Hibbert who, when he rolls, teams don't even have to really honor that because he can only catch the ball in like two different places on the, on the, you know, when he's rolling there. So it, it, it helps offensively as well to giving him a rim runner. Do you guys think this affects any plans for the draft? And I'm sure we can probably yeah. rule out, you know, Zach Collins or any big, yeah unless there is a trade coming. But I, I think that we can probably uh, safely say that we're, we're going to go guard at number 11, yeah. right? Seems like it, especially now. Yeah, I mean, Ellie too, right? Like you need. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say we're locked into a guard uh, for Thursday night with the 11th pick. I mean, my biggest question is, you know, are we still in that area where we think that you need a guy who can still go on both ends? Or now does this open the door to – you know, leaning more towards a Luke Kennard, you know, and an, an immediate offensive impact. That's true. And I think that's the, that's the yeah. biggest question here. You know, he, he has a Bellinelli, you know, he and Bellinelli there, they occupy a similar role offensively, not just in the fact that they're like two guards that can shoot, but and how they, how they want to move without the ball and stuff like that. There are some, uh, there's some similarities there. It's a very good point. I mean, I think that, you know, we're bringing in a defensive guy like Dwight, does that make us lean more towards Kennard? I would still go Mitchell just because I'm not getting yeah. off that guy. But um, it does. I mean, that does make sense, Spencer. Maybe maybe they go Kennard, even though our preference is probably still Mitchell. Yeah, I mean, again, I mean, I think a lot of this is. I think it's just a lot of it is wrapped up in what is your realistic role for Dwight Howard. I mean, I think it's as a starting center, and I hope that. You know, we expect the guy to play 23 to 25 minutes a night. And, and if that's the case, then, yeah, I think it could potentially change up the uh, change up the, the, the draft strategy. I mean, the Hornets need they need wings that can play in both ways. But, you know, now with this move, I, I think it does give them some ability um, to, to be a little bit more offensive oriented, you know, with this with this draft selection. And to be honest with you building a team around Dwight Howard. It's not what we're getting ready to do, but yeah, you, you know, you, you gotta put shooters around a guy like that. I mean, you, he's going to occupy the middle. He's not going anywhere. 
he's quite frankly not going to be able to move like Zeller moves in our offense. So you really have to surround him with floor spacers. So I wouldn't be surprised if you hear something come out here in the next 48 hours about Kennard maybe being the guy for the Hornets. Um, it, it makes it very interesting. And if Monk fell to us, we got Monk and Dwight Howard in this offseason, yeah. that'd be crazy. That, that, would that, be, that, would, that, that would make for quite the week. And it is interesting, too, you know, if they do end up keeping the – uh, you know, it, it, if they do end up keeping, you know, tr- using the 31st selection and, and keeping the player, you know, there's some not bad players that are, that are falling around that area. And a lot of, uh, a lot of mock drafts, you know, a lot of fringe first round guys, uh, a, a Tony Bradley type that who's projected at 31st right now by, uh, by draft express too. So it's just, it's kind of amazing that they were able to hold on to the 11th pick and uh and only and only move off 41st um interesting offseason for atlanta who's also probably going to lose uh you know Millsap in free agency and you know that this is a small factor but this is a team that's also in charlotte's division too so uh one one last little thing maybe to take into consideration there yeah i thought we're gonna have to cancel our draft show because i thought for sure our level the pick was going that way yeah <laughs> no, no, we uh, we did not we didn't get we we couldn't be that lucky right we couldn't be that lucky well this is uh this is this is crazy uh and it's this is the nba off season you know i, I kind of joked on twitter today that i was i was relieved that the nba season had finally started here um as boring as the playoffs were i mean off season didn't wait hardly at all to to start fireworks but the hornets again uh have got dwight howard for the next two seasons um, and have gotten off the Miles Plumley uh, and Marco Bellinelli deal, but really just the fact that they were get off uh, able to get off Plumley's remaining three years is is pretty much a miracle. So guys, uh, we were just kind of expecting this to to be real reactionary and, and very quick. I'm sure there'll be more thoughts that we'll share on Thursday night, but uh, but that'll do it for tonight. So hope you enjoyed our, our quick recap of uh, of this trade that's happened uh, here on Tuesday night, and we'll uh, we'll see you guys all again. Uh, on Thursday. And Richie, before we go, if you want to kind of remind folks how they can find us Thursday, that'd probably be a good idea. Yeah, very good. You want to follow BuzzBeat Radio on Twitter, and then we'll go live around the draft time, 7, 7.15, whenever the actual first pick is, is announced. Periscope, you want to download that app, because that's that's how we're going to be broadcasting our live draft show. Awesome. All right. Hey, Brian, thanks for joining us. We'll see you, you guys uh, Thursday night. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. 
Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.